your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And for today, we'll be discussing the Avalanche 5-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues, a very uncharacteristic Avalanche game, which is strange to say considering they started the game within three minutes, up two to nothing. And usually when that happens, the Avalanche look pretty good. Uh, but it just didn't happen. So we'll we'll talk about it, what good can be taken from this. And I am of the mind where I think this is a good thing that happened. But we'll get into all of that. Uh, and we'll hear from Coach Bednar, too, his uh, after-game remarks as well. So all of that and more. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. So, yeah, Avalanche, uh, with the 5-3 to three loss, a primetime game, and the way that it started out, you couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, the, the Blues with two penalties gives the avalanche a five to three power play and for the most part that that's not a given for the avalanche although they do have a top 10 uh power play unit for whatever reason the five on three i think they did score at, on their previous five on three which i could be wrong it was either against the ducks or the coyotes and and they did score on one and when that happened you were like well finally and on this one, it was, I mean, they didn't waste any time. Uh, Kale McCarr right from the point. And then maybe a minute and a half later, Kale McCarr again making headaches for the opponent. Uh, tried to do that wraparound move, which doesn't seem to be sticking to his stick just long enough to get it in goal. It's always getting away from the blade of his stick at the, the last second. But this time it went right to Gabe Landeskog. And just like that, you're not even in your seat, and the Avalanche are up two to nothing, and you're feeling really, really good. Uh, this is, you know, this is how the Avalanche have been playing, and they, you know, and what made it even better was this was happening in the first, you know, the first three minutes of the first period. The Avalanche have lately been that team that kind of just hangs around in the first period. Uh, they don't let the game get out of hand. They kind of just maybe get their legs. They just take, they they, they kind of like take a bird's eye view of how the game is going, and then if they can nab a goal or two, obviously that's great. And then when they go in for the first intermission, they, it's almost like they they just say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We know how they're playing. We know what we have to do. And then the second period has been where the Avalanche just take off, and we didn't even get to the second when the Blues turned things around. And at the end of the first, they were up three to two. And even though they were up three to two, you're like, well, that, you know, that that's not you weren't anticipating that. Uh, but you if you saw the look on Ryan O'Reilly's face, 
uh, you almost had the the idea that he was not going to let this game get out of hand. Not going to say the Avalanche uh, were, were going to win it, but he was going to make sure that he gave his team an opportunity to win it. And he did, uh, ending up with the hat trick, obviously. But the next two goals were by him. And then Barbashev with one a little bit late in the first. And Blues battled back. And they have the lead three to two. And even when that happened, you're, um, I was thinking to myself that, okay, you didn't want to do that, clearly. But the Avalanche will probably do what they normally do. Go in, regroup, come out flying in the second. And I think they did. for. The, I mean, what, what didn't show was the amount of goals. They did end up tying it on a Nathan McKinnon power play slap shot. And that was the only scoring in the second. But the Avalanche had... So many chances. This really shouldn't have been a five to three game in favor of the Blues. You would almost have to flip that, I would say. The first goal that they got, uh, the Ryan O'Reilly one in the first, went off Devontae's, he didn't went off his stick, or I think it went off, off his skate. So that one is like, okay, and that happens. But even when you saw that when you're like, is that how they're going to score today? Is, you know, we're going to have to put it in for them, which obviously turned out not to be the case. But the Avalanche had so many chances. It, it Like the, the Blues defense is like a Swiss cheese defense. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that thrilled with the loss, but I'm not that impressed by the Blues win. It's the Avalanche couldn't couldn't connect on anything. They couldn't. They had so many open looks, no defender in front of them, and a few of them they would hit a crossbar or a post, and it was it was that kind of night. And then the and you'll hear Jared Bednar talking about it, and he's always very tame, and I feel I feel like uh, he's tame to the press, but uh, I would not want to be on the receiving receiving end of his anger about the penalties that the Avalanche took, especially late in the game. Just, it, it, it was almost laziness. It was almost lazy. Like, they were they would get beat to a puck, and then instead of bodying up the guy, they would grab him. And that's going to be a penalty. <laughs> and it hurt. It hurt them in the end. Because you have Kadri and Graves in the box, late in the third. You can't do that. That is something that you cannot do. And they take advantage of it. Mike Hoffman, I say late, it was maybe a little bit more than halfway through the third, which is late in the third for a five-on-three. You can't do that. And uh, even um, Liam O'Brien, Liam O'Brien had a, a, a same kind of penalty. He battled hard. He He was... It wasn't on a breakaway, but he had the drop on a guy, and he's not the best stick handler or puck handler. Um, but he had it, it got knocked away from him, and it kind of went into the corner. Rather than biting up the guy, he just grabs him. I think it was just just I don't know if you're, you're not going to get away with that because you're in kind of you know no man's land doing that. They're going to see it. So it was just an uncharacteristic Avalanche game after they went up two to one, which is characteristic of the avalanche and it, you know that I, i'll get into later why i think this is a good thing but uh it, it was just 
you're glad that you don't watch this type of hockey coming from the avalanche on a consistent basis because if this is how they played most of the time we would be pulling their our hairs out because that wasn't that wasn't fun to watch that was not fun to watch at all and you'll hear from from coach Bender. it didn't seem like he was too happy either he was happy with the pace of the play because you know it was a track meet for a while and he uses that term and the Avalanche are just fine with that. They're just fine playing that type of game. Uh, but when you when you're taking penalties like that and you're in the in the penalty box, you, you can't play that game. And the past two games against the Blues, that's what they've done. They've they've gotten really dumb penalties. You hope that ends. Uh, you don't want that to continue. But losing a game in this fashion, uh, when it's outside your normal game and outside the realm of your game uh you can look at this and be like okay what the heck were we doing let's get back on track so there can be uh some positives taken from this so we will get into that in the third segment but first we're going to hear from uh, coach bednar and his uh clip after the game obviously wasn't too happy uh, but we're going to hear from him after we hear from 1010 bluenile.com uh, so the people over at BlueNile.com have come up with an exclusive collection, and they call it 1010. It's a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy back into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surpass and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever you're definitely going to want to check these out and they won't be around for long so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at bluenile.com all right so like we said jared bednar had some words uh took some questions from the press after the avalanche loss so let's hear from that now and then uh, have some comments on the other end. Hey, Jared, I just want to get your overall thoughts on this one uh, after you guys took that 2 nothing lead, please. Thanks. Yeah, I thought the first period was uh, track meet. It was um, wide open, uh, both teams up and down the ice and, and creating chances. Um, like I think we probably had more chances in the first period off the rush than we had all last game uh problem was so did they and um you know we got the two nothing lead capitalized on those opportunities then they scored a couple and then i you know we we had another three or four really good looks i think um cadre on the cross ice pass from sodes where bennington makes a huge save um you know we could extended our lead there uh, Taves walked in all alone. Then we, I think we hit the two or three posts after the Kadri save yet. So um, we didn't capitalize on those chances. 
And then the second period, uh, we talked about, you know, being better defensively, and I thought we did that. I, I, I would guess we only gave up a, two or three scoring chances in the entire second period after giving up eight or ten in the first. And, um, you know, it was a hard-fought hockey game. We, we, we take two or three dumb penalties tonight, and they end up costing us. Like They score the game-winning goal in a 5-1-3. We're tied game in the third period on the road. It's a good spot to be. Uh, we felt good about being there the way the second period went, and then uh, the penalties killed us. Eric Dean, Mile High Sports. Jared, I was curious of your thoughts on uh, the team's power play today. You guys had a couple of a, a couple of power play goals, but that opportunity late in the third was unable to generate much. Yeah, I mean that's the way it goes. I, mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, you get a couple power play goals, it's, it's a good night for you. You're not going to score on every power play. Would have loved to see us get one at that time. Um, we didn't do it. You know, our our penalty kill was pretty good. You know, they 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 come up with the the shot on the five on three. It's a great great shot. Um, would like to come up with a block on that, but then we finish it off and kill the rest of the. The penalty was some desperation, not uh, so special teams. They were they were they were good. I, I didn't have a problem with our special teams tonight. It was a five on five uh, game. Like we let them back into it with playing the track meet style, and we you know the the we left it to chance because we had those chances in the first period. Probably some of the best chances are the ones that we didn't score on in the first and. Uh, you know, once we tightened it up in the second, I thought the game started to swing back in our favor. But um, like I said, the penalties, uh, the the reaching in and grabbing guys in the offensive zone, 180, 200 feet from our net, it's, it, it costs you and it costs us tonight. Peter Baugh, The Athletic. Yeah, Jared, I wanted to ask a little bit more about those penalties. Is there anything you can attribute? the? There have been a lot the last two games. Is there any reason why you think those are up well i mean to me that's just discipline like though i mean if we chip the puck on the cadre penalty we chip it in and go four check when we run out of room then we're not trying to grab them and get by them uh graves if he steps into the guy behind the net and gets physical instead of reaching in with his stick he doesn't trip him it's just doing the right things and playing the right way o'brien makes a nice move on a rush to get in in on a guy offensive zone and then the guy steps in front of him and, and we get caught grabbing onto him you know and, and, and Gerard did the same thing last game and it's if they're going to check you, you can't just grab onto them, you know, and that's what would we have three of those in the last, maybe four of those in the last two games. So we got to be more disciplined than that. Last one here for Jared, Mike Chambers, Denver Post. Jared, I was going to ask you about those last two penalties and you just answered that, but uh, general thoughts about Monday's game, obviously it's the eighth and final one. And as we've seen the eighth and final one typically is uh can be a really interesting hockey game in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we we know what we have to do against these guys in order to beat them. They're they're playing with a lot of desperation. I thought they played a a, a great hockey game tonight. Um, we got to jump on them early, but they competed hard. We I thought we matched that, and um, we didn't manage the puck as well as we could have in the first. We talked about some of the rush opportunities we gave up. Um, 
that we have a recipe for success against these guys, but we have to be better at it. Um, we got to be more disciplined. Their power play is really starting to go. They've got some dangerous guys there. Um, so it, it, it's a matter of uh, commitment and discipline and, and then execution. So I, I, I believe our guys will bounce back. Uh, we did enough good things tonight that we probably could have won the hockey game. But like I said, we left it to chance. We definitely don't want to do that come Monday. So the theme there seemed to be power plays on both ends. The Avalanche, uh, I want to say they struggled with the with the power play overall. I think they were two for five on the day. Yeah, two for five. But the one, you know, they had one a little bit late in the third. I think there was four and a half minutes left, and they they got got on a power play and couldn't really get too much going in that specific power play. So that's going to get a lot of recognition and clearly a lot of questions geared towards uh, the Avalanche giving up penalties. So clearly he's not happy, and I I don't think anybody would be. Um, but, you know, you can take out some positives here, um, which, I like I said, I will, I will get to, but he's clearly not happy with the, the effort. And I don't know if it's something when the Avs got up to nothing, they were like, <clears throat> well, we're just going to roll through this. I would hope they don't have that mentality. But uh, something something changed. I don't know how much it was maybe the Blues turning it around. But, you know, it wasn't like they had this slow, methodical uh, return from from the Blues. They got up by the end of the first. When you, you had those two goals quickly, and by the end of that, that period, you're losing. Uh, there's no smooth sailing there. So the Avs should have come out and uh, played a little bit stronger. And in, in spots, they did. And Nathan McKinnon was, he, he was ready to go. Um, but, you know, when they needed him late, when they needed anybody late, uh, it didn't really materialize. But Nathan McKinnon was a madman. Uh, you know, a goal and two assists. And y- you thought early on it could have been like a five, six point night for him. And it turned out not to be, but it just, it was that type of game. It was, it was the be- the very, very beginning. And then some other team felt like was out there. So uh, we're going to hear from our final sponsors of the day and then get into why this could be a good thing. Uh, so we are going to hear first from our friends over at BuiltBar.com. And you know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. The improved bars are more deliciouser, that is a word, I think, than ever. 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, cake, apple almond crisp, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. So many amazing flavors to choose from. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. Lose or maintain weight while indulging on a delicious treat. They're great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 calories or less, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your next order. That promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And I did get the emails telling you guys about how the 
uh, coconut brownie chunk was back and I got the email that inventory is almost out. So if you haven't tried that one yet, it's definitely my favorite and it won the March Madness bracket. Get it because it won't be around for much longer. Uh, also brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We have NBA, we have obviously the NHL, there is NASCAR, I think you can bet on F1 racing, uh, you can bet on award shows, the Oscars were last night, you can bet on those, well next year you can now, uh, TV shows, reality shows, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device, and when you re- when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDONBETONLINE, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so, yeah, can there be good taken out of out of this? And and that's kind of what I like to do. Even in any loss, you have to try to find some silver lining. Uh, for the Avalanche, it's the simple fact that this is not your game and you let a team take you out of your normal game. And anytime you lose, and by the way, this was the Avs' 10th loss of the season. You have 10 games left to play. And you've reached your 10th loss of the season. That in and of itself is incredible. So you don't have this feeling a lot. So the Avalanche should be really annoyed right now. And the good thing is you have one more game against the Blues Monday night. So if you get anything out of this, it's that you can retaliate now. You don't have to wait till you know, who knows if, how the season will finish up, if the Blues will even make the playoffs. If the Avalanche are the number one seed, they will likely play the Blues, so you'll get more games then. If you don't, this is it. This is the last time you'll see the Blues until next year. So you want to go away from this avenging that loss. So that's, that's a plus. But thinking bigger picture, it's the Avalanche, sometimes when, when you get losses like this, and you're the, I, you know, I want to say best team in the league and not sound like I'm a homer, but they probably are the best team in the league. Uh, when you are the best team in the league and you get a loss like this, you get knocked down a peg, you learn from it. And you say, okay, like we can't skate through. And again, I'm not saying the Avalanche were, were thinking that, but you have to, you have to play a full 60 minutes and you have to play smart. And the Avalanche have not done that. They haven't done that in the past two games when it comes to penalties. They have to cool that. They really have to to, to fix that. You don't want to be in the penalty box all the time because the game you play is a fast, up-tempo game. And clearly you can't play that from the penalty box. So taking a loss when you don't take a lot of them during the season is beneficial for the overall viewpoint of how to play a game. And, and, and it gives you another dimension of uh, being thrown into a scenario that you can adapt to and say, like, okay, we've dealt with this before. Now the Avalanche have the, the makeup of a team that's grabbed an early 2 to nothing lead and lost. So now you better believe when they go up in the playoffs by two goals, this game just happened. So they're going to be remembering, okay, 
that doesn't mean anything. We're off to a great start. We keep the, the foot on the pedal. And not because they want to blow out a team. It's just because, no, we don't want to let them back in. And the Avs did that. They did it. They, they, they struggled. I mean, that, and I guess you do need to give you know, some credit to the Blues for, for not quitting. They did play a, a relatively good game. But I thought overall it was a sloppy game on, on both sides. And that's going to happen. And you know what? And the, the Avalanche are not going to skate through the play. Hopefully it's a deep run. Uh, but within that deep run, there's going to be a loss here and there. And you just hope that, you know, we'll see how this is. This is a good bounce back game for the Avs because we'll see how they respond to that. That's the good thing about how this schedule is set up. It's almost like every series you're playing is a playoff series. And how do you bounce back from a loss? Because you're playing that team again. You know, if, if the Avalanche lost this game and this was the last game that they're playing against the Blues for the rest of the of the season, it would leave a bad taste in my mouth because I, you wouldn't see how the Avs respond to it. But we'll be able to. We'll be able to see on Monday night how the Avs respond. If it was because we're playing Vegas next for a game, if it was just on to Vegas, you'd be, you, you could still say, how do we bounce back? How do we come back from a loss? And typically the Avs are good coming out of a loss. But just the fact that you can do it against that same team, uh, that's what I'm going to be looking for uh, Monday night when when they go against the the Blues for the final time of the season. So, and again, the Blues are fighting for their playoff lives. They're not in the driver's seat right now. Uh, nobody seems to want that fourth spot, but you'd have to kind of give it to the Blues just be based on their history. Um, and it's not guaranteed to them. So they are going to fight like hell to get that fourth spot. So you have everything there, every all of the makings for the Avalanche to really come out and play a really good game to show themselves like, okay, we're not just going to take that loss and just we're just because we have a playoff spot clinched and we're in a good spot. That doesn't mean anything. So uh, the Avalanche are usually good after a loss. So uh, and like I said, because you're going up against that team again, and for the final time, maybe uh, how we were saying the Blues were going to come out in the first couple games of this series because they're going to be fighting like hell. They're going to be doing that again. So are the Avalanche because the Avalanche are chasing a number one seed, and you know that's something that they want. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a good game. Um, they're all good games. They're avalanche games. They're awesome. All right, guys, that'll be it for today. Let's uh, see what the avalanche can do on Monday night. Uh, should be an exciting one. So thank you for tuning in today and every day. It's greatly appreciated. Definitely download that locker room app. If you listen to that show on Friday and uh, a lot of you did, we do that every Thursday night this week. The abs are not on the schedule for Thursday, I don't believe. I'm going to double-check. No, they are not. So we will do the, the Locker Room episode Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain. So uh, download the Locker Room app on iOS. Uh, it's not available for Android yet, hopefully soon. Um, and then we'll have another Locker Room episode because those are a ton of fun. So it's your chance to uh, join in on the fun. All right, guys, that'll be it. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It's always appreciated. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Jovi. 
school, abs go.